Hey guys, it's Jasmine. I just wanted to remind you about something really, really awesome we have coming up, the Happy Place Retreat. It's going to be in Bryce Canyon, Utah, and who doesn't want to go hang out in Bryce Canyon, Utah with some happy people? So we're going to be gathering with a bunch of awesome women and learning some new techniques uh, for creating joy in your life, and we're also going to be doing some other fun activities that you will find out when you get there. So if you want to join us at our Happy Place Retreat in Bryce Canyon, Utah, we're going to be there from May 3rd to May 5th and you can get tickets in the link in the description. So let us know if you have any questions about it and we hope to see you there. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Jasmine and I'm Tracy. Welcome Welcome to the Happy Place Podcast. We're coming to you with conversations about mental health and self-care. Join us as we learn how to better take care of our minds. Just a disclaimer, we are not health professionals. We are merely a mother and a daughter on our own mental health journey, and we are sharing with you what we have learned. This week's episode is about the magic in healing circles. What was the song that we did um, for when we were uh, at the photo shoot yesterday? Was it like... Vogue. I love it. Hi, guys. Hey, how's it going? So we're just talking about how every time I know I'm in a podcast, my throat gets all, like... Raspy. Yeah. Like, it's just like my body knows it's time to talk, and so I get, like, this hoarse voice, or I start coughing, or so, I don't know. It's just a physical reaction, I guess. I don't know. Your voice gets to get hoarse now because you're podcasting. All right. Well, um, today, as you heard in the intro, we are going to talk about healing circles. Um, And we're so excited because we're very, very passionate about this topic. We are in no way the inventor of healing circles or anything, as we'll talk about, but we just are really jazzed about them. Yep, and I'm sure you've heard us mention them a couple times, so we figured it's time to expand. Yes, definitely. So, um, first we're going to talk about our week. All right, well, actually this week's been an awesome week, and I wish this was my life like every week. I'm going to say this and everyone's going to think I have this amazing life, but I just happen to pack a lot of fun stuff into one week. Yeah. I do have an amazing life, but (laughs) not always. Just own it. So, yeah, so I I went to a Newsies play this week. Jasmine and I went to the Pink concert. And it was amazing. On Wednesday. We had a photo shoot. We're going... Photo shoot? Photo shoot. We had a photo shoot yesterday, (laughs) and then we're going to another concert tomorrow, so all right. So, but I wanted to expand a little bit on the pink concert because it, it was absolutely amazing. She I, blew me away the whole time. I thought she must be lip singing because there's no way that she's dancing and doing these acrobats and doing everything she's doing. She does all the like aerial <clears throat> silk things like throughout her entire show and is dancing. It almost was like a Cirque du Soleil. She's the cardio queen. The pink concert. I yeah, know. She's the but she wasn't lip singing because I could hear when her when voice she was would kind of go out and she'd be tired or. You know, so she um, she was incredible. But more importantly, what I wanted to touch on on that is that there's a song that she um, sings that um, the right from the start, you were a thief, you stole my heart. Mm-hmm. And there's a line in there that says, um, we're not bent, we're not broken, we're just bent. Yeah. And it's about this relationship that's suffering or they're just not connecting like they used to. And um, it's Just Give Me a Reason by Pink. Just Give Me a Reason. Thank you. I couldn't think of the title. Mm. Um, and so she sang that song, and it, it reminded me, it brought me back um, to a couple years ago. I would say maybe four or five years ago. Gosh, six, maybe six years ago. 
that um, my husband and I were really struggling. Yeah. And we were we were on the verge of divorce, super close to divorce. I wanted a divorce. Um, and, and that song, there was a time I was walking through Target and trying to decide whether I was going to stay with him or not. And um, I was walking through Target and that pink song came on. And I remember breaking down crying in Target. And that song just spoke to me at the perfect time. And it was when I realized that, okay, we're not broken, just bent. And we can fix this and we can work on this and we can repair this. And it was a long journey and a couple years journey of repairing it. But we're pretty amazing now. And I'm so lucky that we stayed together. And there were lots of people, books, therapists, lots of people that had an influence over that. My husband... um, I give him so much credit because he fought for it at a time that I had given up on it. But that song just was such an intricate part of it that when it came on at that concert, it brought me back there. And so I just wanted to share that. Yeah. Well, and I'm so glad that you guys went through that because I credit, I credit you going through that and talking with me honestly about what you were going through in that moment to the amazing marriage that I have now. Because Wes is an amazing person, and I'm sure our marriage would be awesome no matter what. But it really helped me to know what's important in a marriage and know what I want in my marriage. And also to find somebody that I have a deep connection with, you know. And so you were going through that right before me and Wes started dating. And so I just, it really helped me to develop a really awesome relationship. And so thank you for for going through that and for teaching me those lessons and for, yeah, going through that experience. And now I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I'm getting emotional. And I just want to say, I know that this isn't what the podcast is on, and so I don't want to spend too much time on it, but um, I know that every circumstance is different, and I know that there are times when um, things are unhealthy and it might be time to move on or, or, or take yourself out of a relationship. But yeah. I'm just here to say that it, it anything can be worked on and anything can be changed if both partners are willing. Yeah. Um, and even if not, like my husband fought for it when I didn't want it, I had given up. And so I just, I think of the circumstances that I was in at that time. And I really didn't think that it was possible. What we have now, the connection that we have, the relationship we have now, I never thought was possible. I thought choosing to stay with him meant choosing to sacrifice what I really wanted and choosing to sacrifice being happy, but staying together just for the kids or because it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And I really thought that once my kids were grown and moved out that I would leave. And now my youngest is 18, getting ready to move out. And I'm staying because I'm in love with my husband and because I want to be with my husband, not my because heart. I feel the pressure to stay. So yeah. and this, is, God, this is a really tender subject for me, so I'm super emotional. But um, thank you for letting me share that. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, I wanted to talk about, so yes, pink was amazing. We had such a great... There were multiple times we looked at each other and were crying. <laughs> because she is just such a powerful, inspiring woman. And it's really cool to see the community that she's brought um, of just accepting and loving yourself. Um, but I I wanted to give a little shout-out to Octavia really quick. Um, she's our photographer, and I know she listens to the podcast sometimes. So, hi, Octavia. Hi, Octavia. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to shout-out to her really quick. Um, it's really cool when you're open to finding amazing women in in your life how you just 
find amazing women and Octavia is one of those amazing women and so not only was she, does she do an awesome job at taking pictures and making people feel comfortable and but she genuinely likes to connect with people and we just had such such a great time yesterday um, going on that photo shoot with her and connecting with her and I've been kind of in a, a little bit of a funk lately um, as I talked about in the last couple podcasts and it was just really cool to have that again and that's actually kind of part of the reason I'm excited that we're doing this Healing Circle um, podcast today is because I just it reminded me yesterday how much I need to connect with other women in my yeah. life. Yeah I, I think she was saying the night of the pink concert how much she was missing circle because we haven't had it for a couple weeks yeah we've been on a a few week break because of spring break and people have been busy so it was cool that yesterday connecting with Octavia kind of filled your cup and filled that and and she just she's such a beautiful woman and and we talked she even spoke and we all talked yesterday about how we connect and how we vibe because we're just at the same vibrational level which we're going to talk about probably in our next episode yeah um, but it just, when you start to heal and you start to become who you want to become, you attract the people that you want to attract. And mm-hmm. it just, it's been really cool for us to see the people that have, we've attracted into our life and even the people that maybe have kind of gone out of our life. Right. It just, it's kind of cool, but we'll expand on that next week. Definitely. So, um, we're going to kind of skip over the weekly challenge because the reason we picked the weekly challenge last week is because it's been something that we've been doing and it's helped us out a lot. So, um, if you have any stories you want to share with us, um, you can email us or let us know on social media how you've been doing with it. But just a reminder, last week's challenge was to pick something active that you can do a couple days a week just to keep you in the right state of mind for, like, body image. And it was so. totally for you. Yep. And so, um, again, if you want to work on that this week, that would be great. Great. All right, so let's get started. So first, we kind of want to talk about why we even have Circle in our lives. Um, we just need to give props to this amazing, wonderful woman, Lisa so do you want to, what do you want to say? About yeah, so I met, wonderfully. <coughs> excuse me, I told you as soon as I start the podcast, let me take a drink of water. <laughs> oh, and also hi Lisa, because she listens sometimes too. <laughs> <laughs> so I met Lisa and her husband Gary um, a couple years ago uh, through a mutual training that we did. And um, I guess it's been about a year and a half ago now, she decided to start holding teepee nights. And she had previously held them, but I hadn't attended them before. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she married Gary, he had a teepee. And um, they have such a great story. I'm not going to share their whole story, but I just want to say that because of this teepee, she started to invite women, invite women over to these healing circles in the teepee. And um, had gone through kind of a rough time in her life. And a couple years ago decided to start to do these teepees again. And so um, when she held her first teepee night, I showed up for the very first night because I had heard about her teepee nights previously and hadn't been able to go to them because of my work schedule. So I couldn't wait when she started these new teepee nights. Mm -hmm. And the teepee was just in a field next to her husband's studio. And um, we would show up and we'd all have dinner together and there would be a subject or a lesson or somebody would share something. Um, Her daughter one time shared on postpartum depression. Lisa had shared her story. And um, it just got people in this space of feeling like they could be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And through these healing circles, I remember when I first started going, 
um, I wasn't sure where I was spiritually. I wasn't sure what my belief was um, in a higher power. I was struggling with my health. I was stressed out. I was working too much. Um, I had a bunch of physical issues that I'm sure were related to the stress and the mental and emotional issues. And um, slowly through going through this to this healing circle, that started to fade. But the other thing that started to happen was I started to become more spiritual. And I started to believe that there was something bigger than me and believe in a higher power again. And I started to see my life transform. And then the women that went to this circle were having similar experiences. So we were in this, groups, this group of women where we were watching women right before our eyes, sharing stories, sharing their struggles, opening up, healing from things that, that were very heavy. I mean, we've had people that have struggled with suicide, depression, mental illness, divorces. All these things were happening in this circle, and you were watching the women go through this but heal from it, and all of a sudden we have this tribe of women mm -hmm. and this support group. And uh, probably about a year after she started these circles, they decided to move. I don't even think it was a year. No, yeah. That they decided to move to Arizona. And we were just distraught that they were moving because here we'd finally found this tribe and she was going to leave and what were we going to do? But what's happened from that <laughs> is that there have been numerous women from that tribe that have all created their own circles. And so it was almost like in a way her leaving planted those seeds to have other people. Because honestly... When Lisa holds teepee, you want to go to Lisa's teepee. It's amazing. And so I think it kind of, her leaving kind of gave everybody else that permission and that need and that want to blossom and create their own. Well, and expand it because yep. one teepee can only hold so, so much many room. People. And her teepee was full every teepee night. Mm -hmm. And so she's moved to Arizona since and is still holding teepee nights. And now we have several here in Utah that are being held and filling up those each week. Yep. And so it's it's giving a chance for more women to heal and hopefully it continues to grow and continues to expand and we're going to heal the world one teepee night at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I wanted to just really quick talk about my first one because you started going and then uh, kept inviting me and it was one of those things. I feel like everybody, everybody, everybody who comes to teepee has this experience where someone invited them and they were just like, oh, I can't this week, I'm too busy, or oh, I don't want to go this week. And so it takes a little while for everyone to kind of go. And I went the first time, and I just remember bawling the entire time, pretty much, because I didn't know that that kind of connection was even a thing. And um, one of my dearest friends now, I met at Teepee, and we did the eye-to-eye -eye exercise. Yes. Um, and we had such a deep connection that now we're we're amazing friends. I love her to death. She's She knows who she is. I won't say her name, but <laughs> she knows who she is. She shared her story that night, and I we just had this amazing connection, and that's what, that's what I feel circle is about, healing circle is about, is going and connecting with these women. Even if, even if you connect for one night and you're not friends anymore, because I've had a couple of those too, um, it's just finding, it's finding that faith in humanity in the circle, finding that joy and connection and, 
and profoundness in yourself when you go and finding your own answers and that's what it's all about and that's what I feel like this person did for me is just help me to see my light and see how amazing I am and um, also help me to know that I can connect with women because before I went to that teepee I hadn't connected with women for a really long time like almost ever on a deep deep personal level yeah so that's what it's that's what it's well, all about and that's I mean that Jasmine talked about the eye to eye and we we always start our circle nights and I, you'll, you'll hear us bounce back and forth to, from teepee to circle um, the reason that that's happening is because a lot of us still hold circle even though we don't have a teepee mm-hmm. and so we call it circle night because it's not in a teepee but Jasmine and I are going to get a teepee yeah, so that really we, because there is something <laughs> very sacred and spiritual about that space mm-hmm. and being around the campfire in the teepee yeah. um, but as we tell this story, I'm really hoping that we will encourage some people, inspire some people to start their own circle nights. Yep. And I want you to know that it doesn't have to look the same way as ours looks. Mm-hmm. It's really just about creating a safe, space, sacred space. And I, there is power in circles, and I'll expand on that later. But um, it doesn't have to be a teepee. But we always start our circle nights with an eye-to-eye moment. And what that is is um, you pick a woman, a woman to stand eye-to-eye with everybody that comes yeah everyone in the group will pick a woman to stand eye-to-eye with and we'll play a song and during that song you are just looking at that person and you are seeing that person for who they are beyond the facade mm-hmm. beyond the outer appearance and you are seeing into their spirit into their soul and there have been so many women that I've done eye-to-eye with that I would have never thought I would have been friends with. Mm-hmm. That from just that initial first impression, we don't have anything in common. They're not the type of person I'd usually be friends with. Yep. And if I was walking on the street, I probably would have never friended these people. Yep. Um, but we get this connection and we didn't, we connect on this level that these friendships grow and are just blossom from that and are so amazing. Yeah. And I've had one woman in particular tell me that she was so scared to do eye to eye with me the first time because she didn't think she was going to connect with me or get along with me and she didn't think I would like her. Yeah. And um and just one time of doing eye to eye and it's like it's done. <laughs> now we're friends like, forever. Like you've been friends forever. <laughs> you have this connection and it just it's the coolest thing because as human beings I think we all crave yeah. to see each other on that level and to connect on that level and it's very rare that we get that. Well, and I remember the first time I did eye to eye, oh my gosh, it was the scariest scariest thing to stand there and look someone in the eye for 2 minutes is really intimidating, but so actually, I guess I guess the friend that I talked about we actually did eye to eye the second time I went. But the first time I went, I can't remember who I did eye to eye with, but I was so scared. I was blinded by fear the whole time. And I just remember like the second time was when it really got good. Because the second time I finally decided in my mind, I'm going to be doing this, so I better just let, like give in. Yeah. And let whatever's going to happen happen. And that's when I just I just let go and I felt the fear and did it anyways. I leaned into it and it ended up being one of the most incredible experiences in my life. And now eye to eye, I love doing eye to eye. I can't wait to do eye to eye. I crave it. (laughs) And it's just this thing that you know, as soon as you do eye to eye with this person, there's going to be that connection. And 
Yeah, just, so, so it sounds intimidating, but it is so necessary to teepee, I feel like. Well, and I still think every time we do it, I, as many times as I've done it now, mm-hmm. I get a little uncomfortable at mm-hmm. first, even if it's someone I've done it with before, just because all of a sudden you're like, this person's going to see me. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's vulnerable. Like, I've had a hard day, I may be grumpy today, they're going to see that. But it's that's not what we see. And it's perfect every time. It's every time I see someone's eyes... I see their beauty, I mm-hmm. see their love, and I see their pain, and I see their hurt, too. But it just, it's not in a judgmental way. It's mm-hmm. just in such a loving, uh, it's just, you got you have to do it. If you've never done it, you it's, have to experience it's so hard it. to even explain. Yeah, because even if, I remember the first time that I did it, it was, yeah, that's what it was, was that pain. And the person even told me afterwards, like, I see you, I feel you, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that... That's what's cool about it is it's like, yeah, that's, this person is seeing the real me, but they're they're connecting with the real me also. Yeah. And so it's not like I don't have to hold this pain anymore. And I've talked in multiple podcasts, you guys know by now, that I'm a very, I'm a happy person in air quotes. I want to be seen as that happy, joyful person. So someone seeing the sad part of me is really hard, but also very freeing. Yeah. Because now I know I don't have to be that person all the time for people to love me and accept me for who I am. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. That's, and you know, um, we kind of want to talk about a little bit more about what TP Night looks like after the eye to eye and mm-hmm. what the purpose of it is. Yeah, um, why it works. Yeah, and so I think the main purpose of it is that we create a safe environment. Mm-hmm. So we create a space where women come. We Our rule in teepee is what happens in the teepee stays in the teepee. Yep. And we have an agreement among all the women there that it's an open, safe space to share and that what is said there won't leave there. And um, I've seen women take many teepees to begin to share. That they have to... They don't say anything Yeah, the they won't say times. anything for the first couple of times because they have to start to feel like they're in a safe space. But once it becomes that safe environment for someone, it gives them the space to open up, to share, to talk about things that they don't feel like they can talk about every day in the real world and even with some of the people that are closest to them. And so that's one of the reasons it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it also works because everyone gets a chance to speak uninterrupted. And I think about like how often in your daily life do you get to just talk freely and openly and have someone just listen to you that doesn't happen very often and I think that's what that was a huge thing for me is coming and realizing oh my gosh I have this space where people are actually going to listen to me without trying to give me advice without trying without judging me and without interrupting me I can actually finish my thought (laughs) you know and that's another reason why it works is because when you get in there you're there for you you get to say whatever it is you get to say to fill your cup that week, whether that is bragging about how awesome your week was, whether that's sharing something that's extremely difficult for you to share, whether that's rambling and not making any sense because you're trying to figure out what it is that's going on with you, whatever it looks like for you, you're not going to get interrupted, you're not going to be judged, and it's just going to be whatever space you want to create for yourself in that moment when and, you have the talking And stick. I, that's what I was going to say, and I want to say the how in case you decide to go do a healing circle after hearing this podcast. Mm-hmm. The how is we have what's called the talking stick. 
and um, we set all the guidelines up at the beginning so that everybody's clear and once we get into the teepee or the room that our circle is held in it's a quiet space that there's no talking allowed unless you have the talking stick mm -hmm. and we pass that talking stick around and whoever's holding the talk, talking stick holds the space mm -hmm. and so it's their turn to talk without anyone interrupting without anyone giving feedback and we do pass it around a second time usually at the end for people that do feel inspired to address maybe someone else's comments or feels undone or wants to say a little bit more. But we always ask that the first time around, nobody says anything or gives any feedback. Yep. Yeah. And also, I think what's another thing that's really important with Healing Circle is allowing it to be a spiritual experience allowing it to be deeper and go back to our roots because yeah like we like I said at the beginning we didn't create healing circles Lisa didn't create them she did create a healing circle and it's an amazing space however the idea of healing circles goes back to the Native American Indians they've been doing it for generations and generations and generations so that spiritual aspect does bring us back to our roots and brings us back to Mother Earth and nature and allows us to go deeper, you know, because I feel like a lot of the times if we're not on a spiritual level, it is a little bit harder to go into that deep mode. And yeah, I just think it's very important for it to be a spiritual experience. And just to remember, like when you're holding a, when you're holding a healing circle or when you go to a healing circle to keep the space clean and positive and clean in the physical sense of having a clean space, but also clean in the spiritual sense of not talking about politics or religion or anything that's going to bring any sort of tension to the room because you want to keep it spiritual and clean. Yeah, and we even do, um, we do what's called saging in our space and we burn candles um, just to create it being this soft energy and just a safe space. We we turn the lights off and we have sometimes some of our circles have like little Christmas lights some have candles mm -hmm. um, some have fires and we do sage which I'm sure we'll talk more about in a I think we're gonna talk about that in the next podcast yeah we'll so. be talking more about saging um, but that's a Native American practice for just cleaning the energy in the room and and there is actually some scientific evidence behind it too which I really I think is really cool so yeah. we definitely want to share that in the next yeah. one but you know, I've been listening to this um, book called Joyful by Ingrid Fedeli, mm -hmm. um, and it's Jasmine actually recommended it to me, yeah. and then I started listening to it, and now and I'm further, she's further than, than she than is because she has that time <laughs> to listen to it. But she talks about joy and what creates joy in the world, and she does a lot of research and study on, on joy. And she does multiple chapters where she talks about circles, circles. and um, she said that most people that talk about joy associate the number one shape that's associated with joy is circles polka dots if you think of children <laughs> you think of balls and hula hoops and you know most of your games duck duck do, goose and all the games are played in circles mm. she talks about a study that has shown that for any type of event a business event or seminar any type of event that people do better and feel more safe and more comfortable and if they're sitting um, at a little bit of an angle and so in a circle instead of straight lines and chairs mm -hmm. and so there is some power even in the in sitting in an actual circle that creates some joy some safety a safe space and so cool. um and so yeah I just thought I wanted to throw that in a little bit with it because that's this whole last episode I listened to or her whole last chapter I listened to 
was on circles. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think like if you if you think about it, it it's true because our world is even in a circle. Yeah. Our Earth is circular, and um, if you think about how a circle is, there's a center of a circle. You have like if you're in math, you have your point in the very center that you measure everything from, and so everything goes back to that center that core and I love that word core because we talk about core in yoga a lot of the time too about how everything stems from that core and that's how circles are everything stems from that core so when you're in a circle you're connecting with people directly across from you and people next to you and it's just a way to it's a way to see and connect with everybody because when you're in a straight line you can't do that the energy doesn't flow the same in a straight line it's in a circle it continues to flow and when you when we're sitting in circle there's always a fire in the center and when we do it in my house we have like a bowl instead candles candles and and stuff because that is that is the point of our energy and everybody's energy flows together into that into that center and when we're in teepee, it flows into the center and out through the top of the teepee, and that's how we kind of associate it. But it's just a more powerful way of doing of doing that. Well, and, and we've talked about the power of words. Another big part of circle is not just talking, but we create things or let go of things. And so we always hand out pieces of paper at the beginning of what do you want to create or what do you want to let go of? And it depends on the theme of the night. Mm -hmm. Um, But we believe in voicing that I'm creating more love or I'm creating forgiveness or I'm letting go of anger. So we will write down what we want to create or we will write down what we want to let go and we'll throw it in the fire that's in the middle mm-hmm. and burn that so that it, we're kind of sending that off and we're just creating that with our words and our energy and creating that. Mm-hmm. So it's not just going around and talking, but also creating something different in our life. Yeah. We go in with the intention of using our words, using our energy, feeling safe, being in a tribe to create change in our lives. Yep. There's a whole purpose behind it. And that actually brings me to the next point of why circles work. Um, there's a lot of, there are a lot of podcasts and a lot of books that I've listened to that talk about how you have your answers. All of the answers that you desire in your life are within you, whether you believe that's that's given to you by a divine power or it's within yourself, whatever that may be, you have your answers. And the healing circle gives you that space to talk through your issues out loud. And like we said, words have power. So once you say them out loud, there's something, there's something that you feel when you say something that you haven't gotten the chance to say all week. Cause maybe, maybe you were with someone that you couldn't be vulnerable with, or you couldn't voice this, or you just didn't think about it. But And it feels like you've gone through this because you've thought through it in your head. But when you say it out loud, it allows you to come to those conclusions. There's just something about it. And you can't even explain it. You this know? is such a good lesson for not just circle, but for life. Um, because one of the rules that we say in circle is to hold your advice until the end. Sit with it for a while. And if you really feel like it's intuition and you're inspired to say it, then share it. But what Jasmine was just saying about we all have our own answers, how many times does a friend come to you for advice or Mm -hmm. wanting to talk through something and you start to try to give her the answers or him the answers or try to um, find the solution for that person? I am 100% a believer that we all have our own answers. And when someone comes to talk to me, and Jasmine can verify that this is something I've learned, is if someone is coming to me for advice, they really just want to 
bounce their own thoughts off of me mm-hmm. and they just want a listener. And so I will never ever give advice or or tell solutions to people. I will always mirror it back to them. What do you think? Well, how do you feel? Well, what, you know, what's your intuition telling you? And it we all have the answers. So if we're quick to try to tell someone their answer, or give someone their advice, then we're blocking them from, from being answers. able to hear it themselves because there isn't a right right answer for everybody. Yeah. And so what may be my answer or a conclusion I've come to in maybe a similar circumstance yeah. is not necessarily going to be the right answer for that person, yeah. but I could be really quick to give it because it worked for me or it didn't work for me. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's going to work or not work for them. Well, and therapy therapists would tell you the same thing because if if you've ever gone to therapy or talked with a therapist, that's what they do. They mirror they mirror you. They just give your answers back to you and allow you to come to your own conclusions and that's why therapy works. So that's why Healing Circle works. It's kind of the same model as going to therapy, only it's with a group of women or a group of men if you go to a men's healing circle instead of talking one-on-one with a counselor because that's what they do. Well, what do you think? What? How do you think you should handle this? What do you think you should do? And that's what therapy is. And so, yeah, again, we, you have your answers. Well, I have a family member that um, goes to AA meetings. Mm-hmm. And um, she's told me that, that group healing or group... Um, therapy mm-hmm. is so effective yep. and for the reasons that we've talked about and, and, and then also finding your tribe, finding people that you have some things in common with that can support you, that can call you on your crap, but also lift you up and tell you you're amazing yep. and just this tribe of people. And there's so many different forms of he- group therapy yep. and healing th- circles is one of them yeah. and AA is one of them and Religion is that for people, and there's so many different ways. Drama Book club, club, dance teams, sports. Yeah, and so that's your tribe. Whatever it is, but it's it's a it's so important for us to have some sort of a group and some sort of a tribe. And and healing circles has worked for us. And maybe yeah. I know when I started going, I was aching for that. I wanted a group. I wanted a tribe. I wanted to belong to something. Yeah, and if. If that's resonating with you and you're aching for that, maybe it's something you create. Yeah, and if you don't want to create it and you don't feel like you are ready to create that, we've got one. Or find it, yeah. <laughs> we would definitely love it for We you. have one that you can come to that we would love to see you at. So, um, And I'll, I'll talk about that again at the end and give you the the means to contact us if you want to join ours. Um, but also, so what needs to be present in a tribe, I feel, is connection and respect. There are, I feel like I've been in multiple tribes that I didn't vibe with. Tribes of people that I didn't feel like I quite connected with and that connection and mutual respect needs to be in your tribe. So if you feel like you're in a tribe currently but you don't have those things, I would encourage you to find another one because that deep connection and that mutual respect is what allows you the opportunities to find your answers. Well, and the same with um, with maybe a tribe working for you for a while. Mm-hmm. Like there, there was a time when I was going salsa dancing, and yeah. that was my tribe, and that was such a fun time in my life, and I really enjoyed that, and that mm-hmm. was my tribe for that time. But yeah. then I moved on to a different stage of life, and now the dancing didn't work as much for me, and that wasn't as much my tribe anymore, and yeah. then I find another one. And so knowing, am I still 
connecting. Am I being uplifted? And I am I uplifting the people around me? Um, I read a scripture one time about being part of a group and it's awesome as long as that group is connecting and inspiring each other and lifting up each other. But if at any time you're part of a group that you feel like that group is pulling you down mm-hmm. or holding you back, mm-hmm. that that's the time to move on to a new group. And I think of that the same as with the tribe. Yeah, definitely. So um, I just want to put out there in this podcast because this is something that I feel like is needed in our, our community and I, um, I haven't found any yet. But I just want to... Again, the power of words. (laughs) I want to vocalize this, that I really feel like Utah and this community and communities all over the world, no matter where you're listening, need men's circles as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're women, and so we've been holding a women's circle. Mm -hmm. I've been part of a co-ed circle, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But we are hoping that when we buy our teepee that we can encourage our men to start a men's circle also. Yeah. Because men need healing too. And I know my son got to be part of one in In California. California. He even got to lead one in California. And it was so cool because he told me he showed up with crowns, crayons and paper (laughs) and um they drew and they they got to like live this like artistic creative side that that. how many grown men do that anymore and it was just such a cool thing and um so we're yeah we're encouraging some men's circles out there yeah so if you're a man listening or if you have men in your life that you feel like would be great at holding one I just want to create that in our world so I'm vocalizing that so that we can have more men create healing circles yeah Well, we have a book recommendation for you. I obviously mentioned Joyful, but that's not about healing circles, but that was a great (laughs) one too. But our book recommendation is A Tribe Called Bliss. Um, I didn't know when this book was recommended to me that it was about healing circles. Um, A friend of mine told me to read it, and I was mad. Jasmine and I were already doing healing circles when I read this. And what's really cool is she gives a step-by-step how-to and she even gives you an outline and a guide and how to set it up and how long it should be. And it's very different than the type we do. Yep. Um, but it's a good idea if you're starting out healing circles and you don't know what they look like. It's a great starting a point. Great she gives toolkit. such a great outline and um, just great topics to talk about. And if any of you have ever been part of like a mastermind group, hers is a little bit more kind of down that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's she says through her whole book, whether you're going to use these topics in this book just for your own spiritual mm-hmm. um, healing or to, for your own information, great. If you want to take it out and create a circle, great. But she does d- kind of, her audience is kind of both. Yeah. So that's our book recommendation, A Tribe Called Bliss. We didn't put her name. Oh, I didn't put her name. I've, I've got it. I have my oh, audible. It's, it's by Laurie Harder. Lori Harder. Lori, L-O-R-I, Harder, A Tribe Called Bliss. And I will link that book in the description. Awesome. Um, So our quote for this week, I actually, I was watching a show on Netflix called The OA, and maybe some of you have heard of it. It's kind of a little bit of an odd show, but there was this episode, um, it's the second season, it's episode six, um, where this amazing quote came out. Um, She was talking to trees, which sounds really weird, but (laughs) the trees were um, trying to tell her that she needed a tribe, basically. And the quote is, the only way to survive is to form a tribe. No tree survives alone. True that. True that. Before we get into the science says, I'm just laughing at myself because as I listen to these podcasts and I just was trying to explain that book, I realized how many times 
I stumble on my, over my words, and if you guys haven't noticed, I make up my own words. <laughs> so I'm aware of that. So if you guys are listening and you think that was not a word, I know. I like to make up my own words. It's endearing. <laughs> you should hear me sing songs. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyways. All right. So um, the science says this week, I've got a couple of sources. Um, the first one is... A scholarly article that I found, again, I'm just loving these lately because they're giving me such great information, but um, it's a scholarly article by Louis Mel Madrona, um, and he's a, he or she is a doctor, um, and the article, the scholarly article is called Introducing Healing Circles and Talking Circles into Primary Care. So this is something that I've been seeing around lately is scientists are starting to see that these are happening and these are occurring and thinking, hey, AA is a thing. And these healing circles are a thing, and Native Americans use these. Why can't we be using these in our practices? And it's just, I, I think that's so cool um, that science is starting to back these up. But um, like I've said before, the healing circle is not a new idea. It was a common practice among the indigenous people of Canada and the Native Americans. Um, it's still a practice to this day. Um, and I just want to read a quote from this journal. Well, I have a couple of them, but I'll start with this one. The healing circle consists of people who sit together in a talking circle in prayer and ceremony and are committed to helping one another and to each other's healing. So it's really what we've said before. It's all you, all you need for a healing circle is just to have a common goal with people to heal. And I think whatever your healing circle is meant to be will come about. Another quote, today talking circles are used throughout the country in tribal inpatient and outpatient drug and alcohol centers, group homes, adolescent prevention and intervention programs, prayer circles, tribal and public schools, and college-based English as a second language programs. They effectively foster respect, model good listening skills, settle dispute, resolve conflicts, and build self-esteem. So I wanted to read that quote because I have another story. Healing circles aren't just used for what we use them for. They're used for creativity, they're used for recovering from alcohol addiction and drug addiction, and they're used to resolve conflict. And I think that's a really important one. Well, when I started working with my parents, um, they, they were having some, I don't, I don't want to, like, not issues in your business, but you were... Yeah, we're having some issues. <laughs> we're having some issues in their business. I'm trying to be delicate. And I came in and I'm like, well, why can't we just, like, mediate this like we would a healing circle? And so I grabbed a pen. We had a meeting. And I told them to come up with some of the things that they were struggling with. Um, write them down on a piece of paper and we would address those things one by one without anyone interrupting. So each person got the pen and they were able to discuss the problems that they were having and what solutions they think they uh, would help them to overcome these issues. And we went around in a circle and I remember afterwards a couple of the people, dad included, <laughs> were saying, that's like one of the best meetings we have ever had. And I'm, that's not because of me. That's because of Healing Circle. Like, Well, it's because they, it's, it's because we all have the space to voice our thoughts and without being fun. interrupted and to be respected. No one yeah. wants to be inter yeah, no one wants to be interrupted. We all want to be heard and that's what the these circles allow. So I would even if you're having conflict in an area in your life, I would maybe suggest doing that and you don't even have to phrase it as let's do a healing circle. I would phrase it more as let's do a mediation and use a pen or use yeah. an object that can be seen and have someone there to 
remind people of these rules in case they talk out of turn and started off by saying these are our rules does everyone agree to these rules and just yeah, don't fight over the there. pen don't fight over the pen <laughs> it's a, it's it's a pen. not saying that happened or anything <laughs> <laughs> only on one of them um so another quote from this article, talking circles or similar peer counseling interventions may have an important role in these days of escalating health care costs. They provide an opportunity for people to help each other without reliance on professional expertise. Oh, that's cool. Mental health issues. Our health care system, a lot of people complain about how our health care system doesn't foster mental health care as well. And it's so expensive. And I've heard this from multiple people when we talked about Obamacare or when we anytime, you know, and I just feel like we can solve a lot of those issues. And yes, there are times where it is going to be too serious for a healing circle to take care of. But from what I've seen in not very many cases, healing does healing circle not work. Does that make sense, or is that a double negative? No, and it, it makes sense, and and yeah, it it's helped a lot of people in my experience. Yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. I I mentioned when I first started going to healing circle, um, I was on some medication mm-hmm. and I was on all sorts of herbs, and I just couldn't figure out what was going on with me because I just was tired and fatigued and depressed and anxious and just feeling all kinds of things that I just felt like I was, I was, I mean, I didn't feel like I was physically ill and slowly go through going to healing circle. I started to feel better and I started to heal. Yeah. So it depends, I guess, whether that illness is related to stress and right. mental health or if it, if it also, if it really is a, phys- I mean, it's well, obviously not I mean. going to heal some things. Yeah. And I am taking that, I am taking that quote out of context, but basically, yeah, it's, it's a great start. If you're feeling anxious or depressed and you're thinking about seeing a counselor, yes, if you can afford it, go see a counselor. If you can't afford it, start with a healing circle and move on from there, you know? Well, and our healing circles are free. We don't yeah, charge. we don't charge for them. Because we're getting just as much as everybody is, else is. We just want to hold that space. So yeah. there's no cost for our healing circles. Yeah. So my next source is from Michael Lerner at the healing, at healingcircleslangley.org. Um, and there are some great videos. I'm going to link this, but there are some great videos from this community um, on what a healing circle is and how to start your own healing circles. And they were just, oh, they were so cool and inspiring. But one thing that he said that really touched my heart is, is if it touches the heart and it guides you on your path, it's a healing circle. And that's, yeah, that's what it is. And that's what it's for. And so if you create a group of people and you feel like they touch your heart and guide you on your path, that's your healing circle. Um, also, another thing I wanted to talk about is how a lot of people I even feel like in our community that have wanted to start their own healing circles have felt like, who am I to start a healing circle oh, because yeah. I have issues or whatever, you know? I've got issues. You've, <laughs> You've got, got them too. <laughs> she was at the Pink concert also. Um, anyways, so he, he summed it up in this perfect quote, um, it is out of our wounds that we come to see an inner light that is fundamental to the concepts of healing circle. And that is so major to me because a lot, yeah, you don't have to be perfect to start your healing circle. In fact, if you were, you probably wouldn't hold a very that's good who sh- one. That's who shouldn't start a healing circle yeah. is anybody that's perfect. <laughs> because 
It's your suffering and your pain that contributes to your story, your ability to have empathy, and your ability to accept other people for who they are and their own issues. You know, our pain allows us to connect with other human beings because we all have pain. Yeah. So I think that's very important. Lastly, um, they went over four types of healing circles because healing circle doesn't have to look one way. So there's the the traditional healing circle that we talk about, um, and they're just safe environments for those with common conditions to share their experiences and harvest collective wisdom. There are discovery circles for those who like to process whatever they're facing through a specific form of creative expression. And these can be writing circles, what you were talking about, how Jordan um, went to that one where they had crayons and they got to draw. Um, Lisa did her retreat and we painted. But yeah, creative expression can be very important and very um, vital to healing. Learning circles are for those who share an interest in a topic and they want to develop um, a healing skill or a different skill. And so I think about like Bible studies when we went to the Christian church, Bible studies, book clubs, meditation circles, so that you can learn these practices within a group. Um, and then there's caring circles. And these are kind of like support groups for people who care for other people, including family, friends, professionals, and volunteers. So it's just people who have a tribe of people who have a similar interest or a similar experience of life that want to come together, share, connect, and heal together. Awesome. Well, our weekly challenge this week is pretty obvious. (laughs) Uh, We want you to find a healing circle. Um, Maybe you already have one, but if not, go out and find one or start one. You can join ours, start your own, or seek out others. Um, if you're in the if you're in Utah County or somewhere close that you would like to come to our healing circle, um, please reach out to us. We we have our email, thehappyplaceproject at gmail.com. We would love you to come to ours. Um, you can introduce yourself. We can get to know each other over email if that makes you feel more comfortable. And then you can just come. We'll let you know when the next one is. Um, or if you want to start your own and you're not in our area or you are in our area and you just want to start your own, reach out and we would love to give you some more advice, some more resources and tools and um a couple steps as to how you can start your own further than what we talked about in the podcast. So reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. So thanks thanks so much for listening, guys. Love you. Be strong. Love you. Be strong.